When you stick to this unfolding process for a period of time, it becomes predictable. And you actually start to fall in love with your creative process because you know what to expect. Hi, I'm Zach Aaron, and I've transformed the lessons learned in the rodeo arena into a successful 20-year career in entrepreneurial leadership, building teams, developing leaders, and helping companies thrive. Today, I coach Mavericks, artistic visionary business owners and entrepreneurial leaders on the wild ride of being the ultimate leader. Because true leadership is an art. It's not about what you do or how you do it. It's about who you're being. Leadership from the inside out. This is being in the arena. Okay, here we are back in the arena. Today, I want to talk about your creative process, my creative process. It was this spring of this year, I was at an event. It was a workshop for speakers. We were all getting trained on how to be great speakers from stage. And we were sitting at a table and getting coaching from our peers. And the question was, what do you really want to create? What are you building? What's your goals? And I shared my goals with the table. And I just said, my intention right now is to create opportunities to get on more stages this year. I have a message that I want to share to more people. Later that evening during the cocktail hour, someone taps me on the shoulder and he says, Zach, my wife tells me that you have a message to share. And I said, yeah. He says, well, I'm the uh, host of a big TEDx event in Youngstown, Ohio. And I'd like to hand you a a golden ticket, he said. He called it a golden ticket. And I'm like, okay. And I'm just sitting here. I'm waiting for the catch. Like, okay, well, how much is this going to cost? Or And and he finally, after he kept telling me, like, no, you're getting the golden ticket. I'm going to pay for your travel. I'm going to get you a coach. You're going to speak from my TEDx stage. Damn. And so here it is. Here I am now today writing my first TEDx talk that I will be sharing in front of an audience in March of 2024. And so I wanted to, I'm knee deep into this creative process. And I wanted to come on here and just share with you some of my insights of what this art of leadership is, this art of growing this, your business, the art of creating anything in our life. Because there's some universal principles that I think that if you get them, it will normalize the experience for you and allow you to continue to move forward where most people get stopped dead in their tracks and they stop moving forward. Their art never gets created because of what I'm calling the messy middle. This is all about how do you survive the messy middle of your creative process? Because I don't know about you, but me, I am really good at winging it. I realize that that might make some people really uncomfortable to just be thrust into a situation and wing it. But you know what? There's something about having to be good at improvising when you get on the back of a 2000 pound wild animal, right? You nod your head, the gate opens, you don't know what's going to happen. So it makes sense that I'm cool with winging it. Now, there's a dark side for me to winging it because that's how I attacked everything. I would show up and I would wing it. You know what? I was pretty good at winging it. I would wing it on a sales call when I was a young professional. I would wing it when I'm in front of my team having to deliver a message. I would wing wing everything, I, and, and, and it worked for me to a certain degree until I stepped into the arena of creating true art. Earlier this year, I wrote a keynote, an hour-long keynote, and that was a situation where 
I was going to be in a room with 200 other senior executives. I was getting paid a lot of money to share this keynote. That was not a time for me to wing it. I needed to be on my mark and and be very intentional and purposeful. And I had to navigate the messy middle to deliver that final keynote. And and that messy middle is the same thing we we all experience when we're building our companies, when we're learning to lead a team, when we've never led a team before. There's this messy middle of mastery of your artistic expression. Yes, you could just keep winging it. And a lot of people do that. And that's where you put a lid on what's possible because at some point, winging it just isn't going to cut it. And for most people, that's where they say, well, that must be where the road ends for me. That must mean that I'm just meant to not do that. I need to just be okay with what I have and do what I have because that other stuff just feels way too out of reach. And the only reason that is, is because you've hit the point of your messy middle and there's a way in which you go about it, through it, to navigate through it. So let's get into it. There's three things I wrote down, three simple things to help you survive the messy middle. And I'm sharing this with you and I'm receiving it for myself because I'm in it. I, I felt it today when I pulled up a blank document to start writing my TEDx. And it wasn't very long until I was thinking to myself, this sucks. This is bad. I don't know what to say. I don't know what I have to say. Is this even, does what I have to say even matter? Has it been said before? And I got into my head almost instantly. Yet I'm starting to become more mindful of like, oh, I just hit, I hit the messy middle where the work really begins. And the first step of navigating the messy middle and surviving the messy middle to get you to your masterpiece, to the result that you desire to create. First thing is learning to embrace the bad, embrace the suck. Because whenever you start anything for the first time, you do it quite badly. Right, I don't know about you, but the first time I I went to the gym, that was a bad workout. The first time I went on a run, that was a bad run. I didn't get very far before I was walking. The first time I was a parent, my oldest daughter, I'm a much better parent than I am today than I was 10 years ago. Like whenever you do anything for the first time, in a way, looking back, you did it quite badly. But I say that in a very non-judgmental way. But in the moment, we are very judgmental of how, God, this sucks. This is terrible. This ain't going to cut it. I'm not going to cut it. And, and there's a distinction between the work and, and you personally, because when you look at your work and see that it sucks, it very quickly becomes, I suck. And that's a dangerous spot to be in. And w- what I want to just suggest here is learn to embrace the suck, because what that really feels like is a lot of anxiety anxiety of, can I do this? Not knowing, how will it go? The uncertainty, that's just part of the process. So the first step to navigating the messy middle is you have to be willing to do something badly, to start small, to make a fool of yourself. Oftentimes I make a fool of myself, but fortunately I'm in my basement and nobody can see me. But if I was outsider looking in, I would be being like, that guy's a fool. What is he even doing? My wife oftentimes hears me rehearsing down the basement, and then she saw me perform uh, a talk, and she's like, that went a lot better than I thought it would based on what I was hearing in the basement. And I'm like, yeah, well, you were hearing me in the messy middle, and that's tough. That's tough to look at yourself in the mirror and know that you're not 
fully delivering on what you can. So that's the first thing. Embrace it. It's part of the journey. It's part of the journey. Number two, there's some magic that starts to happen with consistency over time. And the only way you can take my word for it, and I hope you're able to just to get you started, but there's some something that magically occurs when you keep showing up, when you keep showing up. Because Daniel Coyle, he wrote a book called The Little Book of Talent. And he wrote, I don't know, there's like 100 tips in here on just how to find mastery in your craft. And I love tip number 18 because it's so true. And his tip is, Choose five minutes a day over an hour a week. I'm going to read it to you one more time. Choose five minutes a day over an hour a week. Consistency over time is more powerful than quantity in in any given day. And so for me, when I'm creating or writing or preparing or working on something, and, and for you, Maybe it's a new product for your business. It's a vision for what you're trying to create. It's a structure for your business. It's a message you want to deliver to your team. Are you allowing yourself enough space to spend five minutes with it on a daily basis for a week or two weeks? Or are you trying to get it all done the night before? Because five minutes a day is more powerful than one hour a week. Consistency over time, because what happens Every time I come back to a work, whether it's something I'm writing or rehearsing, the next day, it's just a little bit better. The next day, it's just a little bit clearer. Every day I come back to it and I'm tweaking it, I'm molding it like clay, like, no, that's not quite right. It needs to be a little less this and a little more that, and I'm shifting it. And all that happens, it unfolds, it unfolds over time. And what's really cool is when you stick to this unfolding process for a period of time, it becomes predictable and you actually start to fall in love with your creative process because you know what to expect. Going back to step the the first tip, right? Yeah, it's going to suck in the beginning. Oh, there's nothing wrong with me. This is normal. No matter who you are, whatever new work you begin, it always sucks. So I'm okay. It's okay. I'm normal. This is normal. Step two is I just need to keep showing up. I need to keep touching this day in and day out because every day that I do, it's going to get a little bit better. So are you giving yourself enough space and time for that to occur, for that evolution to occur over consistent iterations on your work? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And the last thing, the last thing that I want to share here is something that I read in a book called improv wisdom. And so I'm going to, a little caveat, right, is I said I'm really good at winging it. And yet there are times in our life, and and honestly, there's a lot of opportunities to go from good to great when you're willing to go through the messy middle and create a true masterpiece. But then I want to come full circle into never losing your ability to improvise, to wing it, winging it while there's a dark side when we come full circle, that winging it can be our superpower. And this book, Improv Wisdom, the subtitle is Don't Prepare, Just Show Up. I knew I had to read this book. And there comes a point where, how do I know I'm ready? When do you know you've prepared enough? Well, because you just know you're ready. That You don't need to prepare and that you can just show up.
But when you come from the place of doing all the work in advance, you're going to be able to deliver that masterpiece, whatever that is for you. But one of the th- distinctions she shares in this book, Patricia Ryan Matson, who is who wrote the book, Improv Wisdom, she's talking about the distinction, the differences between how the West view the individual as the creator and more the Eastern notions of where art truly comes from. And I think this is really cool. And I think this is important. And this is back to letting things unfold over time. This is why this is important. She says that in the West, we view the individual as the creator. It's me creating this. It's me writing that. It's my business, my vision, my ability to lead, right? That's the Western view of of art. Now, she says the Eastern notion of art characterizes this relationship between the artist and the work quite differently. She says the artist is considered the servant of the muses, not their master. The artist is the servant to the work. I love that. There's a old saying in the Bhagavad Gita, you and I have a right to our labor, but we do not have a right to the fruit of that labor. That's what the Bhagavad Gita says. And I love that because it's not about the outcome. It's about being in service to something greater than yourself. And in the Eastern philosophies, they refer to this as the muse. The artist just shows up, practices carefully the strokes or the steps, and then humbly takes his place as the channel of the work, as a shepherd for the images to be brought forth. Ideas, songs, poems, paintings come through the individual, but are not thought to be of him. I love that. I love that. You have a right to your labor, but you do not have a right to the fruit of your labor. That is a happening that's just moving through you. And to get to that point, you have to let go of the outcome. You have to keep the channel open, as Martha Graham says. There is a famous letter that Martha Graham is a, is a famous dancer. She's a dance instructor, and she's one of the best. And there's this letter she wrote a student who is considering quitting because she just didn't believe in her work. It wasn't good enough. And I want to read you Martha Graham's response because I think this summarizes perfectly the creative process. I could have just recorded this and that would have been the episode. This is so powerful. So hang with me. You need to hear this. Martha Graham wrote back to this student and she said this. She said, there is a vitality, a life force, an energy, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all of time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium, and it will be lost. The world will not have it. It is not your business to determine how good it is, nor how valuable, nor how it compares with other expressions. It is your business to keep it yours clearly and directly, to keep the channel open. You do not even have to believe in yourself or your work. You have to keep yourself open and aware to the urges that motivate you. Keep the channel open. No artist is pleased. There is no satisfaction, whatever, at any time. 
there's only a queer divine dissatisfaction, a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive than the others. That's Martha Graham. I love that because that is speaking directly to navigating the messy middle of your own creativity, of creating your own masterpiece in your business, in your life, whatever it is. Are you willing to go from winging it to a full-on masterpiece through being in the messy middle, to embracing the suck, to just consistently showing up day in, day out, touching it, working with it, molding it, tweaking it, changing it, until one day you show up and you've got it so much in you, you are embodying it. It's a creation that has moved through you into the world. And now all that's left is for you to show up and deliver. There is no more preparation needed. It is yours. And that is the creative process. That is something I want you to apply to um, whatever you're creating in your life. And the key thing here is you've got to be willing to be in that messy middle because that's where the magic happens. So I hope you found this short episode helpful and I will see you in the arena next week where we will dive deeper into creating more of what you want in your life and in your business. See you soon.